Get your stats up. And even though the truth hurts, get your facts up. MSL's playing hurt. Get your stats up. Bluff City, Hoop City, facts up. Man, I'm in town balling, and I know Captain Stats. MSL playing hurt. That's my favorite podcast. NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, NCAA, and shout out to the local sports as well. From the franchise players to the business personnel, the sports talk heavyweights. Let's start the show. Ring the bell. What is going on out there? Welcome to another edition of Playing Hurt Podcast. I am CJ Hurt, and on side of me, we have my man Drew Barrett as usual, and we are joined by our fifth guest ever on the podcast it's kelly evans <laughs> what's up you are now officially a friend of the podcast kelly is a friend of mine now she is a friend of the playing hurt podcast Yay. thanks for coming in no problem uh drew what's up with you man not much not much uh you know just living life being me <laughs> so i'm just meeting drew and he's pretty cool so far well thank you i try wait till you, wait till you get to know him okay he gets Just wait worse. by the end of the episode. You, you <laughs> might have a different opinion about me, especially which random rant, random direction I'm going to take this. I haven't just decided yet. So. Okay. Yes. I look for it. It's going to be exciting. It's okay. going to be exciting. And okay. if this is your first, this is Kelly's first time on the show. If this is your first time listening, thanks. If you've been listening, thanks again. You guys know we have a lot of fun on this podcast. Uh, today we are going to talk about the Grizzly season. It's at the unofficial midway point of the NBA schedule with uh, All-Star Weekend approaching. The Grizzlies have, we're doing this on Saturday, so the Grizzlies still have to play Atlanta, uh, the Nets, and go to Oklahoma City. And so, and then they'll be on All-Star break. And so we figured it's as good a time as any to sit down and look back on what has been a really, really good season. Uh, we, we can start with the fact that this their win streak got snapped. And they were going for a franchise record nine straight wins. They only they ended up with eight. They lost to a team that only won nine games so far in the year. The the Timberwolves are at ten right now, and uh, it was it looked rough. They committed eighteen turnovers, which gave the Timberwolves twenty four points. They also only had two offensive rebounds, which is their fewest offensive rebound output in God knows how long. But with that being said, they still have the third best road record in the NBA. So that loss, while it as hit scratching as it is, they're still in pretty good shape. So Kelly, let me ask you this right now: uh, What do you give the Grizzlies' season so far on a scale, on a grading scale, plus minus? Um, also, plus minus, I give them um, a B plus. A B plus. A B plus. Okay. What what surprised you most about the season so far from the Grizzlies' perspective? Well, I am more surprised in a good way of how hard the guys are playing this year, especially for Coach Yeager. I know last year, oh, we didn't tell the people who I was and what yes, connection we did. I have to the Grizzlies. I, I, what do well, I do? We didn't, we didn't tell like, the people the connections you have. CJ, that's my fault. <laughs> I just hey, hold, listen, people. People, hold on, time yeah. out. Let's get something understood. Yeah. If they're friends of mine, they do big things. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> I mean, that's I, it. I, I have friends. Not all of them do. Big things. That's because you see, you don't hang out with the people I hang out with. Oh. That's the issue. I'm not fact, cool enough for CJ. No, you're friends. not. You're not. Oh, In fact, you're, you're on the lower end of my friend's scale. 
Really? Actually. Yes, because you don't do enough big things, man. Really? I what do, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah, what do you do? Oh, uh, I mean, I just work for a little radio station uh, called Sports 56. I work for another radio station, WUMR 91.7. When, when can people even listen to that show? Oh, they can listen to me every Monday and Thursday, 8.35 to 9 o'clock, for the best college perspective you, about sports. Do you see what I mean? That's small things popping. Kelly, Kelly, tell them what you do. Don't allow him to minimize <laughs> you. Don't do it. I think don't. for 20 years old, I'm at a pretty darn good position. See, he's the same age as my daughter. I could have birthed this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I could have carried him for nine months. You could have, did you? myself. No. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. my long-lost cousin. Yeah. Can't yeah. you tell in the resemblance? I can. The I can tell. Color? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> Kelly, what, what do you do, by the way? I am the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for the Tri-State Defender newspaper, the historically African-American newspaper in the city of Memphis. We are 63 years old, and I also cover the Grizzlies and the Tigers for ReportingSports.com. Nice. Now that we know everything that everybody does, <laughs> uh, what, what do you do, CJ? Right. Mm, let's see how many uh, how many things you got on your list. What I got on my list? Yeah. I wake up and be awesome. That's into my list. Oh. So Kelly, back to these <laughs> these, these grades. Great this season. Give it a B plus. I do. What surprised you so far? You said the effort. Yes, the effort and the way these guys are working for Jaeger. Mm-hmm. Jaeger is. We were able to see his sharpness and his skill this year. He's a smart guy. Not that I ever doubted that he was, or I was able to minimize any of his his skill set but he's a smart guy he's able to work really fast he makes quick decisions and the guys are on board for him so we saw how hard they worked for Lionel when he was here and a lot of people were skeptical to see if they were going to do the same with Jaeger and this year they are proving that they are hungry they want it, and they're willing to work for Jaeger. They're willing to pound the pavement, work hard, and do what they need to do. So that's been the surprising part for me. The second surprising part is how um, the guys have really stepped up and come into their own. Everybody has an identity. It used to be, oh, there's no superstar on the team, and these guys are it's happenstance. They just happen to win. They just happen to play hard. They just happen to beat San Antonio. They just happen to beat all these teams. But now it's more of a everybody's in tune with who they are, and that surprised me a lot. So I'm happy about it. Drew, anything surprised you so far in the year? Just uh, the way they started off was just really surprising. You know, we thought the Grizzlies were going to have a good season, but uh, I, I don't think anybody really projected them to be where they are now at 37 and 13. I know I didn't. I mean, I definitely would have thought they'd probably be somewhere around 30 and 20, which I would have been fine with. 30 and 20, really? <sighs> yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, so you must have them at like an A-plus on the year so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I give them a solid A. I would okay. say a plus. Okay. I guess for me, the the offensive output, you brought up the fact that, you know, the the change happened from Hollins to Jaeger and they were more defensive minded and all everything you heard from Jaeger that first year was we want to go faster, we're gonna push the pace up. I found some stuff up here I found interesting. So twenty ten, twenty eleven, they averaged ninety nine point nine points a game. 2011, 2012, 95, 2012, 2013, 93.4. Last year, 96.1. They're averaging 101.3 points per game this year. And I think that's due in large part to Jaeger, like you said, coming into his own 
and and finding his voice and getting them to to play fast and it also has a lot to do with the surprise for me was the fact they were able to pull off that Jeff Green trade and bringing yeah. a player like Jeff Green into a team like the Grizzlies that that helps you out exponentially because he's long he creates his own shot and he's he's not a ball stopper unlike what Rudy Gay was where Rudy Gay would catch the ball and he's gonna dribble 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 find his own shot Jeff Green kind of gets his own shot and he wants to get his own shot in the flow of the offense and he is a real good second third fourth option and so that's that's what surprised me I guess if I had to give him a grade on the air I'd give him I would have given him an A but after that performance last night, you get a B plus. Yeah, that was my thing last night with the. I think it was the turnovers mm. that really just aggravated the stew out of me. So um, I'm with you. I would have. They had an. They A had. In my they had the A. But last night, and I know they're entitled, you know. But it's. Are they though? They they I'm, haven't they haven't done anything. Honestly, they haven't done anything. They haven't won. Free. They haven't won a championship. They haven't been to a Western Conference final. Why? Why are they entitled to now? I guess have a game like Wait, the one they had. You, you the can Western have one games. off game. No, have they? San Antonio. Yes. Oh, I forgot. They've been to one. They got. Yeah. It was. They were there so it briefly. Was a sweep, they were there so they briefly. Were I don't count it. They were there so briefly. I can't remember it. You have to count it. I do. You can't erase okay. that from your well, memory. Rolodex. Forgive me. It has to mm-hmm. stay there. Forgive me. They played four games in the Western Conference Finals, <laughs> <laughs> and they were bounced. And so, I mean, I just don't think that, you know, they should lose that hunger this year. Should they? I, I don't think they've lost the hunger. If, with, right. if anything, I think it's gotten uh, more. I mean, yeah, last night it was a poor performance. You know, everybody's going to have off nights. You're not going to okay. make it through a 72-game schedule without, without losing. How many I mean, games? 70, 60, 72? 80. 80. 80. <laughs> yes. Whatever. My bad. 82. I make mistakes all the time. Okay? It's not... I'm not self-proclaimed Mr. Awesome here. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay? So, those mistakes and those mess-ups are going to happen, but I think that now they start to realize just how great a position they are in to finally get back to that Western Conference Finals and possibly into the NBA Finals. So, if anything, I think that they're more hungry and they're more striving for that goal. Okay, so so here's the question. We're gonna look ahead a little bit. Uh, what team would you not want to face in the first round of the NBA Finals? San Antonio, not Finals, NBA Playoffs. San Antonio, San Antonio, San Antonio. I guess it's a, a San Antonio sweep, man. I mean, nobody we, wants to play them. We are undefeated against them this year, but it's still it's the Spurs, it's it's Pop. You, no, yeah. you don't want to go and against they, them. We did them so bad when we eliminated them that year that not only did we treat them poorly on the court but our our playoff fans because we know our year-long fans are totally different from our playoff fans but our play our offense heckled the stew out of i mean they the radio station called him duck and droom played a prank <laughs> on him i mean the they were at the western talking bad to him on the elevator i mean it was just so much and we 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 really did brag about that win we had fun in it so since then it's like pop and the gang are like never ever again <laughs> ever so they have it out for blood force, especially during playoff time. Okay. So Yeah. And and you you hear the rumors that, you know, after that happened, Popovich was like, Okay, this this type of team can no longer beat us. And that's when they went on that ridiculous tear against the Grizzlies where oh, yeah. they were un 
Grizzlies just didn't have it, just couldn't figure out a way to beat the Spurs. And going back to that, and people always went back, well, you know, four or five years ago when the Grizzlies knocked them out the playoffs, yeah. they really didn't like that. And Popovich, That's what it is. he seems like maybe he's certainly the most vengeful man in the NBA, in my opinion. <laughs> he might be the Love. second most vengeful man in all the sports behind Belichick. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, that's that's what they do though. And yeah. anytime Popovich is coaching a team, you don't want to play him in a seven game series. You just don't. Exactly. And this is the thing: the Grizzlies had the blueprint on how to beat San Antonio. Hands down, we mm. had that blueprint. Same thing. We got the blueprint on how to beat Dallas. We got those blueprints. But Pop took it back. Pop was like, mm-mm, no, I ain't having it. So he got the blueprint about how to shut down Mark and Zach. That's it. Shut them down, and we'll shoot the lights out with Parker and the other guys because at the time we really didn't have much of an offensive presence mm. to shoot the lights out. And that's now, why getting Jeff Green. we got more Jeff Green. We've added Vince Carter. When he has a good night, he has a good night. Yeah. You know, well, he's here's the thing. He's, he's injured right now. Right. Do you, right. When is he coming back? Um, it may be a minute. They haven't okay. really said um, giving us an ETA. So, I mean, at this point, you don't at the season. You don't want to rush him back. I mean, no. He's thirty eight years old. He's going to take a lot hey, longer of a time. Thirty eight's not old <laughs> for a basketball player. It is okay. <laughs> that is that is elderly old in oh in, in NBA in oh, NBA so in, oh in, my no, gosh no, no, no I'm not I, you are so old. Old. oh I said I said in, I said in NBA years not not really is 38 is still young in my book thank you but in the NBA it's not so if Kelly was an NBA player she'd be old is that what you're saying right, yes. I'll be elderly oh yes. my if yes. you're an NBA player wow Drew but you're not an NBA player so your mom you're never still told young. you how to treat women <laughs> no I know how to treat women that's oh, what I'm saying you just call Kelly old I said if she was an elderly if she was an elderly if she was an NBA player <laughs> if she played in the NBA she would be technically old for the sport but she's not so she's still okay, young so. and well look at Grant Hill Grant Hill, he, he came back injured, and he was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't so. say Vince Carter is not going to come back phenomenal. I just think it's going to take a lot longer than, yeah. say, like a 24-year-old went down the same end. I think you, the Grizzlies got Vince Carter for the playoffs. That reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they need to rest him. Yeah, let we're going to let him rest, let him recover, yeah. and then in the playoffs, because he yeah. still has it. We've seen him show, like, flashes of that oh, Toronto yeah. Raptor Vince right, flying right, through the right. air. And he's he's older. He's that wily veteran. He's been there before on different teams in the playoffs and everything. And wasn't he knows how to play against the Spurs? Yes. Like they don't, and they haven't had answers for Vince Carter. True. And so he's out there, and you know, you pair him with that second unit, you know. Yeah. Anything can happen. And he's a good veteran in the locker room. Yeah. Very good veteran in the locker room. I think those guys really listen to him. They respect him in the game. So, uh, so we're talking about Vince Carter. I almost said Vince Young. I don't know why he's on my mind. Been out of the league for forever. Please, let's not go <laughs> talk about Vince Young. Uh, talking about Vince Carter. I could write a book. Could you? <laughs> on the mentality of that guy. That's it. We I might, don't know him personally. We I've might have to do another podcast. Literally, I have never met the guy, but... When I think about, and I know we're switching gears here with the Vinces, but when I think about Vince Young, I think about um, 
the mental status of football players coming into the NFL and the Wonderlit test and yeah. how um, Tennessee had all these guys, but they all had these mental problems. Mm-hmm. And not to say that that's not a bad thing because mental illness is real. You know, and he had this whole battle with depression and suicidal thoughts, and that's something to be concerned about. But that just opens up another can of worms in the healthcare industry and football and just everything. So I, that's what I could write a book about. Just look at Kelly showing some range on the sports topic. I love it. That's all. That's all. We might have to do that. You know, the Titans are up again. You know, top two pick. Well, top. Yeah. Yeah. Well, top two. Yeah. They'll probably take a quarterback. Maybe we have of you course. on and we, we break to. down we break down the Titans draft. Yeah, see what's going I on. Think so. I don't really want to break down the Titans draft. Well too too bad, Drew. I don't like the Titans. Why? I just I don't. I don't. I'm a Ravens fan, which is why your shirt's kinda of bugging me too. <laughs> <in the first laughs> no. Yeah. Steelers Nation over here. I am a Steelers fan. But because I live in Tennessee, I will from time to time kinda root for the Titans when they're not playing Pittsburgh or the game is not affecting the Steelers in any type of way. You know, I want to see them do well. I want to see them do well. I remember when they first came here and they were in Memphis and they played games here and there weren't a lot of people at the games, but you know how we are. We knew they weren't staying here. We knew this was a temporary home, so hey, but I want to see them do good. They're trying to make a team of good old boys. That's what I call them, just good guys. Yeah. Just no trouble because they had Pac-Man Jones and all these guys that hey, really got into yo, a lot of trouble. Pac-Man all pro. I know. Craziness. Good for him. I know. That's what they drafted him for. They drafted, with the 13th <laughs> overall pick, they drafted a guy to return kicks and punts. And then they had to get rid of him because he loved them scrippers. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, he No, did. because he had some mental issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was the so whole maybe thing. it's just Nashville and mental issues. I mean, you're from Nashville. You you're Nashville? a little crazy. Oh you're gosh. a little crazy. <laughs> right? How are you gonna insult me on our podcast, man? I mean, you you, you told me you told me I was the bottom level of your friends. Anyways, and Kelly, I'm only talking. And to again, you now. there's nothing the matter with mental issues. No, people no, have high blood serious. pressure. People have diabetes and mm-hmm. mental issues. Pretty much. Another random fact way. about Nashville has the highest suicide rate. No way. Does it really? Yes, it does. <laughs> Are you serious? Where are you getting no, this from? No, you're not. I knew it. Somebody told me that about a year ago. Somebody told me. He said. Mm-hmm. So the Somebody person who told, told you is the they. You Fine. know how people say, well, they said. They say. Who yeah. is they? They said. Find, find that okay. for me. Find that you. for me. And we're going to get back on these Grizzlies and Vince Carter, right. not Vince Young, and this Grizzlies bench. What do you think about them so far on the year? Give them a grade, just um, the bench I, play. I really, really like the bench. Um, I give the bench a good – I'm still on a, an A-minus with the bench. And the reason why I say that is because of Benno. Okay. And Vince. When we were out without Calathis, people were worried about how the bench was going to do with Benno. It wasn't a big problem for me, and I told people, you know what, Benno and Nick Calathis are two different players. Nick will create the shot. Benno will make the shot. So you have two different people. Benno can do both. I mean, Benno's got a ring. He's yeah. a championship player. So you can't 
put that down in the bench, they play really well with them. So we don't have to worry about, oh, here comes the bench. Are they going to do well tonight or not? You know, you can really kind of bank on what Benno's going to do, what Nick is going to do, what Kufos is going to do. And, I mean, when was it just the other night when Kufos – Gasol and Randolph had the had a huge night. Yeah. So um, Kufos is really, really a good player. He's coming to his game a lot as that um, second player. And John Lure's really good. He's he's found himself. So I give those guys a, a B plus as well, or A minus, B plus, somewhere in between there. I think I, I'm gonna give them a solid A, man. It's, yes, because it's been. You know, this bench is a long ways away from, you know, the Sam Young, Hameda Dottie days. And uh, I feel like they they answered, they found answers for all of the issues that have been plaguing the bench. I agree. Bench scoring, backup point guard, post players that hold their own. And they've done it, they found it, man. And now you got, with the now that you brought Jeff Green in, which is huge, you can do more with that bench. And depending on the matchups, Courtney Lee might come off the bench. Tony Allen might also be coming off the bench. Some nights Jeff Green comes off the bench. Like, it, it all depends on the matchup. And then you throw in the fact that you have Bano who's playing real well. And I didn't know this, but Calathis had the highest defensive efficiency rating on this uh, road trip that they just mm-hmm. finished. And so Calathis playing lights out defense and making plays. And you know, it's just that there is no reprieve for the for the opposing team when the bench comes in, or there's very little reprieve, and that allows you to rest people longer, so they're fresher in the fourth quarter when you know when time comes for them to need to make a play. You can rest Conley instead of resting him, you know, two three minutes, two minute two three minute spurts. You can rest him four or five minutes. Right. You can rest Gasol, and you can rest Randolph and everything, and that's that's important. Mark was grabbing his knee some. Uh, against Minnesota in that game, and it's like, well, if if necessary, just rest him, and you you can feel comfortable resting him because you have Lord behind him, and then you can Jeff Green as versatile as he is, he can play some four and everything like that, and you also bring in the fact that you have uh, Kufos also. So I I really like this bench. Drew, what about you, man? I was looking up stuff. Oh, <laughs> did you find it? Yes. Um, Las Vegas. Is Nashville even on that list? No. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your sources and, and tell them. That they made me seem they. stupid. Tell they. they. <laughs> tell they that they made oh, you I will. They, they will get a nasty <laughs> Make sure they know. What, what are the top cities, by the way? Okay. Uh, just, number one is uh, Las Vegas. Number two, Colorado Springs. Uh, three is Tucson. Sacramento at four. Five is Albuquerque. Six is Mesa, Arizona. So Arizona has some suicide problems, apparently. That's what the Super Bowl was. Yeah. Miami uh, at seven. Denver at Wait, eight. Wait, Miami? Miami. That's because all the old people. That don't count. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville is at nine, and Pittsburgh is at number ten. Oh, man. <laughs> Where's Alaska? I thought Alaska had a high suicide rate. No. Like all of us. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, that's a state. I looked at Right, the whole state. <laughs> Look up states. We all continue talking basketball. Seattle wasn't on there. Yeah, the weather, but they say the whole state of Alaska because it's it's like hardly ever light. It's oh yeah, when it does that six months on, six months off type thing, and then twenty four hours out of the day, what you have like is it eighteen of darkness? How does it go? 
Yeah, I think so. It's a really, really. I think long... at, at some point in time in the yeah. year, like winter solstice around that time, right? It's, it's really dark. It's dark like the all whole day. time. Hardly ever. Like I watched maybe five, uh, six, eight hours of light. What was I watching? I watched a vampire movie. Oh, and gosh. yes, no, I'm serious. If it's not True Blood, I don't want to. Oh, you watched True Blood? Of course. Nice. I stopped watching. It got confusing. Uh, <laughs> but no, in the vampire movie, I can't think of the name now. But because it was dark all the time, the vampires just ran wild on people. Like, there was no reprieve from right. them. They were just out they there. They were in Alaska? Yeah. yeah. Alaska is only number nine. Okay, well, now it's, I want to hear this list. in that list. I'm looking, I'm looking. Eight. Montana, eight. Montana's at eight. This computer's kind of running slow. Nevada's at seven. Yeah, this, I'm sorry if we're depressing you guys. But, I mean, I'm... It's real a real quick. issue. If you're in Tennessee, Side. be happy because we're not on there. Side note, I'm depressed anyways because of that depressing child from Nationwide, the one that didn't oh, make it. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's not discuss that. Well, well, we'll switch over to another Super Bowl commercial that we were talking about uh, last week that we want to get your opinion on. Uh, nice to get a female perspective. Uh, what do you think about the uh, hashtag like a girl commercial? Oh, yeah. We did bring that up. Yeah. Am I missing something? I don't know. I know what like, like, oh, you hit like a girl yeah. and you kick like a girl. I mean, is that more prominent now among the kids? I mean, my daughter's an adult now, so I don't know that stuff anymore. But is that stuff that's going on with the kids now? I don't know. I mean, it's just been something that's always kind of gone on. I mean. Yeah, it's always going yeah. on. Like, you run like a girl. So, um. But. I understand the relevance of the commercial, you know, and I, I guess it's minimizing, and I've been using that word all day, but I guess it's minimizing girls and women and their capability of what they can do um, in society. So, and that kind of brings me into a segue of the whole Chris Paul thing. But just go show, go so. ahead and no, take no, it there. Because no, I mean, that was our that was our next thing. It was. Because everybody who's who's had it, especially in this area, everybody who's mentioned it from my knowledge, there have been no women yes, to, to weigh in men. on this in, really? in this market. Yeah. It's it's all been men to weigh in on what's going on. And it was like, well, since we're having Kelly on, let's get a, a female perspective for the market as okay. to what's going on with this was what Chris Paul said. It was out of line because of it because it's a ref and you can't criticize right, refs right. in the NBA. Right. Uh, but was it sexist in nature okay. and in tone? Well, to answer your question about the Super Bowl ad, I thought it brought awareness to the issue because mm -hmm. I didn't know that it wasn't a big issue now other than the fact that, oh, you hit like a girl. That's stuff that we used to endure mm -hmm. growing up. So it's still an issue. Um, it's still relevant, and it's still something that could possibly um, – knock a girl backwards if she's not strong so um i appreciate the awareness factor of the commercial mm -hmm. so the hashtag like a girl was fine with me but to talk about the cp3 thing um i don't think that he meant it in a gender issue i don't and believe you me all girl power but i'm the main one criticizing violet palmer when Ever she's in Memphis. And not because she's a woman. I criticize all the refs because mm. I'm not going to get fired and I can do that on Twitter. Yeah, right. So, and, but Violet Palmer is hilarious to me. Like, sometimes you may see her hit the guys on the butt, you know, sex <laughs> running down. She may slap them on the butt or something. So, um, I don't think he meant it as a gender issue. Um, 
and what he said really didn't bother me. He could have said it about a first year uh, male ref. Mm-hmm. Right. And nobody would have wouldn't cared. have taken the same thing. He, you know, he still would have got fined. Answer that question. Yeah, he still would have got fined if it were a male or a female, and he still could have meant the same thing if it were a first year rep. He could have said it. That may not be for him. You know, yeah. this job may not be for him, and that could be an honest feeling if he were a male or a female. I'll say that about people all the time. Maybe he needs to find another thing, something else to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, other than that, but. The fact that she is a woman and the fact that women, there there isn't much, there isn't a lot of leeway. When it comes to women, there isn't equal diversity in sports, mm-hmm. in media, in radio, in television, yeah, because you can get a pretty smart woman who knows sports and put her in front of the camera, and she's good, you mm-hmm. know. So there are smart women in television and sports, but even in this market in radio, there are no women sport. I mean, we have Runny Brewer. She's on the sports show on 990, and she's doing a really good job. I think her show is Sports Twist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's really good. But other than that, you don't really hear a lot of women in radio, especially in a southern market. It's just a very male-dominated place, and women are climbing the ladder, but it's easy to bring that in the forefront. When mm. a player says something like that, but if it were a male, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He would just be another player who got fined for criticizing the refs. And should they get fined for criticizing the refs? Yeah, it's you a rule. You can't undermine it's authority. It's a rule, but should it be a rule? Yeah, you can't undermine authority. Otherwise, you get a bunch of. But you're getting fined for your freedom of speech. Yeah, but I mean, I could if also say, talk bad about a boss of mine and get fired is anybody that was i in the wrong yes like yeah, if we if so we he's in the wrong it's uh, a ref is authority if we started bad mouthing kevin cerrito right now on this air <laughs> and started talking about how much ever, we didn't like him true, true. He, do you not okay. think he'd pull our podcast in a second probably yeah. not he's a nice guy he, he probably he, he, he is a loyal boy. listener he shout out to kevin cerrito he'd pull it but he would pull it he would especially with an ego like that Kevin's a good <laughs> Just playing. Kevin he has he a said big it. Ego. I mean. Someone cue in Kanye's big ego. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kevin Zarito. No, I'm just kidding. Kevin's no. one of my good, good, good buddies. But um, yeah. and he's opened the door a lot for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate Kevin. But um, I don't know. I just feel like you should be able to say. I didn't like that call, but I understand why they made it, and we can move on without getting but see, even he, that. He, he, he didn't even said say that. that. He, he would have said that. That might have been fine. It's the, it's the fact of that. Yeah, he took he it just, there. He took it there. He doesn't think she should be. I don't, I don't think be, it was a gender issue. No. He said, you know, maybe if she can't take the heat, get out the get that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was a gender issue. Well, you brought up a, a point in discussing the the Chris Paul situation. You brought up uh, about that there aren't a lot of women in the market, in this market in the South. No. And especially in the Mid-South. I mean, have you tried to get in on it? No, I haven't. You haven't? No. Why not? I am a true Southern girl. I have a Southern draw, honey. And I have this (laughs) high-pitched, squeaky voice. And I just don't think I have the chops for it. I don't think people would want to tune in to hear this high pitch and all this trawl on a regular basis so no i haven't but i will appear as a guest on other shows Mm -hmm. and i will do a podcast i don't have any problems with it but when you bring up women and minorities in sports radio 
not hardly any. You know, I can count on one hand even the number of African American men. I don't know any Hispanic men who are on the sports radio. Asian no, not, guys. not in this area. I just I don't know any. So, um, what? It's you. I, if you if you want to count me, yes, feel free to the count guys me. Guys over at Talk brush Sports, my, brush my shoulder off. <laughs> it's a few, but it's Ron Diller used to be. Yeah, Ron uh, he's was on fifty six in the morning. Yeah. yeah, he he had his own show with Peter Edmiston mm-hmm. early in the morning. But you got you have the guys over at um, is it seven Yahoo Sports? Yeah, seven thirty. Yeah, seven thirty. The Talkback Live. Crew. Yeah, the Talkback Live crew, and you had Jonathan with Tell It Like It Is. So. It's um, a very vague market for diversity, period. And so, so is there a way to, to make the market more? Does the market need to be made more diverse? Of and course. It, well, there, there's that is answer. Is the NBA pretty diverse? Yeah. Well, how do we pretty make the market? How, do, how does the market go about getting more diverse then? And we're, we're off on a complete tangent, but this is important, though. Well, as far as I know on how radio shows go, you have... Radio shows who have radio stations who have available positions mm. for on-air personality. Then you have um, other shows that have to is it they have to pay for their airtime. Yes. Yeah. So it just depends if you have more diverse women and minorities who are willing to pay for their airtime, then it's a no-brainer. But as far as the talent pool of employment. That's a different issue. You know, I don't know their diversity clause, and then we get into everything else about it, you know. You know, I don't, I can't believe that when they hire talent that people aren't qualified or they aren't mm-hmm. qualified people, but I never see any availability. I just see this yeah, guy. There's very, you right, just, you just look up and somebody, see, yeah, somebody's, somebody's on there. Those somebody new is in yeah, that position. in that position, so... It will just depend on the 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 openness, who they have, who they want. You know, I just, I never, and it's a gone day of when you open the newspaper and see all these available positions anyway. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not there anymore. So I guess they just go seek out the talent that they want. Yeah, from, from everything I've seen in this, this particular area, that's how it works. They... They find the talent, they identify the talent, and then they go seek it out. Right. And they go find it. And as far as paying for airtime, you brought up a good point about that. And a lot of that has to do with do you have the money to pay for it or do you have to uh, get sponsors? And so that's that's something that that also has to be done as well as finding out how to get sponsors and getting getting in with the right people and knowing the right people and everything like that. So I'm pretty sure if five women got together and said, hey, let's do this. I think that would be a great show in the Mid-South. You think so? Oh, yes. Maybe. Uh, uh, CBS Sports does a, a a woman panel. They have a women panel show. Really? Yeah. I don't know who's on the panel. Right. But they, right. they I've listened to it a couple of times. I've watched it a couple right. of times. It's real good. It's, right. it's, it's Because issues like this do come up in yeah. sports. Because they more do. sports for such a long time, and it's beginning to, the thought process is beginning to shift. Right. It's been so misogynistic at times. Right. And now that women, more women are getting in tune with all the sports and everything like that, it's like, well, now their voice has to be heard because now they're fans, they're paying also, and so they have a say-so. Yeah, and I so, remember when the Donald Sterling thing came out, I had a TV station, I shall, it shall remain nameless, and they were thinking, well, let's get um, 
the black girl who works for Tri-State, let's get her take on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do you want my take on Donald Sterling? I don't have a sugar daddy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Give me some sports. I want to talk about statistics and the game. Why you got to call me about Donald Sterling? I don't have a... 90-year-old sugar daddy with Alzheimer's, he billionaire <laughs> sugar daddy. I know nothing about that life. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know, that's the kind of things, the bones here in this market, we make it thrown. You know, yeah. let's see if we can get her on the air, on on the show to talk Very about Very kind of like stereotypical, yeah. topical yeah. type and stuff. And I'm not that young anymore, so I can't. I'm not 28. You know, I'm knocking mm. on 40. So I don't know about that life. I can't <laughs> You know, but I can tell you about this last Grizzlies game. I can tell you everything else you want to know about sports, the season, the coaching staff, the players. You know, I can tell you about that. But I probably can't weigh in on how it is to... <laughs> In, to get a sugar daddy. Viv, what's her name? Viv- Viviano Stefano, yeah. Vivian her. Stefano, I, whatever. I, I don't. V Stefano. I just, v, just V. Yeah, v. Just her. V. I can't. I can't tell you how or, she may feel. Or <laughs> silly rabbit, as she likes to be called by Donald Sterling. Oh, silly rabbit. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know anything about that. Well, we're we're on Sterling and the Clippers and everything like that. Right now, they sit sixth. Uh, the Spurs are at the seventh seed. So right now, if the season ended today, it'll be Grizz Spurs in the playoffs. And do you, should the Grizzlies lose to avoid the Spurs? No. No? No. No. Just keep winning. I like to keep, win. Yeah, fight hard. Keep winning. Do what you do. Keep that momentum up. Never, never, ever, ever think about, oh, we need to lose to the Spurs. No, you keep fighting, and hopefully you'll be able to beat down the Spurs again. Two weeks left in the season, the Spurs seem to have lock on the seventh seed. The Clippers, well, it won't be two weeks. Last week of the season, everything's almost decided. One game difference between second and third. The Spurs have won, so, well, the Spurs have lost, the Clippers have won, so Spurs sit at seven, Clippers sit at six. The Grizzlies are second right now, but if they lose, they'll fall down to third. Should they lose that game? No. No. Still go out there and try and win that game. Play everybody and try and win that game. Yes. I'm still going out there and winning. Oh, y'all are crazy. No. I'm throwing that game. I'm not throwing Jack. I am throwing the mess Mm-mm. out of that game. Mm-mm. Throw no. that game and get the Clippers. Do not want to play San Antonio oh, in the seven-game series. Why Why are we Why are we sticking the Grizzlies at number two? We could possibly get number one. You never know how Golden State's going to keep if they're gonna well, keep going on this roll. I, I was just looking at the way it's the playoffs shook out right now. Okay. And well, Cle- well, now here's a good question. Looking forward on the rest of the year, can the Grizzlies get that one seed? Golden State is hot, like real hot. Very hot. And they lost. I know they just lost to the uh, Hawks last night, yeah. or Friday night, depending on when you're listening to this. No, podcast. Uh, they beat the Hawks. The Hawks lost. The Hawks didn't the lose. Hawks won. The Hawks no. won. I'm pretty sure the Hawks <laughs> the won. The Hawks won. I'm pretty sure. Drew, let's let's check game. that out. Because I'm pretty sure the Hawks. The, I'm I, positive. I watched the game. How won. come you? How okay, did you no, watch no. it? You're right. You're right. Do I you have NBA up. pass? I got it mixed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, lucky. <laughs> Man, I wanted well, to watch I that game. I don't have it. Someone I know has it. Is it your sugar daddy? It's mm. my sugar daddy. <laughs> hey, baby. No, what What do the kids say? What do they say, Drew? Hey, bae. Is it bae? Is it bae? I guess. I don't talk like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old for that also. Bae. Hey, bae. No, I don't have a sugar daddy. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not my sugar daddy. All right. But speaking of seating, 
I'm just taking over your show, honey. Go ahead. Go ahead. Knock it out. We don't mind. Speaking of seating, um, I hear that um, Commissioner Silva is going to reevaluate the um, NBA seating, the playoffs, and the drafts, and he's open for suggestions. Now, last year I had a conversation with a lot of other guys, a lot of other beat writers and radio folks over for the Grizzlies about, and it was, I always say it was my idea. And I'm sure there are some podcasts because I just brought it up on um, R&R Sports Show last week on a podcast. Mm, okay. But, and that was my thing. I know I didn't get it to Silva in time. Sorry, Silva. Somebody else took you the, the, the whole idea of the top 16 teams. It doesn't matter, east or west. Mm-hmm. And he's considering... Um, He's considering that. Yeah, that that would be that would be interesting. Uh, Drew, you want to hop in there on that one? I think it would be interesting. You know, that way it uh, dissolves the whole how much better the West is from is than the East. You know, how much harder it is to win an uh, NBA Finals if you're having to go through the gauntlet that is the Western Conference uh, night in and night out. So I think if you can somehow create a 16 team bracket with everybody and uh, have West teams play East teams, East play West, it would make it more fair. Because, I mean, let's face it, Cleveland, they're a very good East team. Now, would they even be the eighth seed right now? In um, in that top 16? I mean, in, the, in the playoffs. In, in the playoffs right in the, now. In the right now Conference. they are 30 and 20. The eighth seed is Phoenix, who is 29 and 23. So they'd be sitting at number eight. In the West, so I think I think that's a really good idea. I think I'd like to see it, but we can't get dissolved the whole West and East because then we wouldn't have an All Star game. What? Uh, well, you just well, you he just take the top twenty four. Oh, just for playoffs. Yeah, he said just for playoffs, take the top sixteen teams to compete. Well, mm-hmm. I saw I read an article uh, last night. I think I retweeted it. I'm pretty sure I did tweet it out from uh, Conrad Oakness on Twitter. About how if you just dissolve the the conferences and just go like regions, mm-hmm. and so it was it was on Bleacher SB Nation Bleacher Report. Mm. I'll I'll figure it out in a them. second. It was on one of them, and it was okay. So you dissolve the Eastern and Western Conference, and then basically you have these just six team regions, and the way it worked is you play two of the teams in your region. Five times you played the other three teams like four times, and then you linked up with all the other regions. And some regions you would play three times depending on the year. And then you just took the best sixteen teams like that, and it was great for travel, so people can avoid some of these back to backs that they have to play. It seems like every other game for some teams is a back to back, and that just wears on your body, and that just hurts you physically, and that hurts your team, and it, mm-hmm. it really hurts the product of what the NBA is trying to put out there because everybody knows. The second the the team that's playing the second game of a back to back is so sluggish and they look completely different, and so you know that that will work also. But yeah, go to go ahead and go just best sixteen teams. Find a way to make it so you you have to go with a balanced schedule. So you can't just be in the East playing only East teams. Mm-hmm. You can't be in West playing only Western yeah, teams. Yeah. So figure out how to balance out the right, schedule. Right. That would be great. But the Grizzlies would be if if that's if that was the case right now, the Grizzlies would be. Third, third, third behind Golden State and Atlanta. Yeah, yeah Atlanta, Golden State, Grizzlies. Would yeah, be the top three teams. But you know, so so out of those top three teams, which one has the most like is most likely to actually win the NBA Finals? 
you think sitting right, right now, now right now atlanta atlanta because atlanta's beat the grizzlies and golden State. true yeah <clears throat> already this year so definitely atlanta if we're just going by right now i have to say atlanta. yeah which the grizzlies we'll see how that game fares out all right it was it was on sb nation i'll, I'll retweet the link again okay. with the podcast and maybe put the, i'll at you it'll be great uh so well now we're on the topic of playoffs I guess, well, before we get, get too far ahead, let's grade some of the individual players on the Grizzly seasons. Let's go Let's go ahead and just start with the big three of Mike Gasol, Mike Gasol, Mike Conley, Mark Gasol, and Zach Randolph. What do you give them so far in the year? Yeah. Who? Who goes? Kelly? Me? Ladies yeah. first. Okay. I give, them an, I give them an A+. plus. A+. Plus? Yeah. Drew? I give him an A+. Plus. Uh, speaking of Mike Conley, did you have y'all seen the new uh, NBA uh, commercial? No. no. Mike Conley is on the NBA commercial. That's no. the first NBA commercial I've ever seen with a Grizzlies player on it. Are you serious? I saw it on Wednesday, swear. He was on there. And what, what is he doing? It? He's just walking down the tunnels, got his Grizzlies stuff on, headphones and stuff. Really? <laughs> yes, but it's just it's cool that they finally put a Grizzlies player on one of their commercials. Right, right. I have to look out for that. I have to watch it. I guess I give him A's, too. Uh, you can't. This team is either getting A's or B's. I can't. I can't think of anything that this team does average. Twelve point six turnovers per game. That's what they force. Six in the NBA. Uh, Seventeen points per game off the of turnovers. That's second in the league. They're tied for fifth in the NBA in point differential with plus five point three. They're first in the NBA in points per game in the paint at forty seven point one. Second. I did not know this. Second in the NBA in minutes with ten point lead. Okay. Behind, I think Cleveland. I think Cleveland leads the NBA in that uh, category. That's according to ESPN. And so I, they they are just dominating everything that they're doing. And we we've, we've seen a good Grizzlies team. We haven't seen an elite Grizzlies team. So with that being said, is this team this team is good enough to get to the Western Conference Finals? Mm-hmm. Will this team get to the Western Conference Finals? Anybody? Yes. Yes, they will. I, I mean, I have unbelievable faith in them at this point in the year you know starting the season you know you're kind of hoping for that western conference final you didn't know if it was actually going to be this year you knew that it kind of needed to be just because of age of people of money contracts and everything like that we're starting to run out of time so i think this could finally be the year we not only re reach the western conference finals but i think we get over that hump and we get into the finals now do we win I'm not ready to call that. But I think we get into the Western Conference Finals, and I think we have a great chance of winning. I agree. Agree? As long, honestly, as long as they avoid the Spurs, I'm all in. I just don't <laughs> want them. The see, I don't, I don't, don't want them playing the Spurs at all. I don't want to see the Spurs, but I feel confident against them. I do, too. That's my thing. If we did it before, I think we can do it again. Mm-hmm. That before was in like 2010, wasn't it? So it doesn't matter. If that we're be- we're better and they're older. <laughs> they've been getting older. They're the, they're the returning champs, aren't they? Yes, yes, they are. But, but CJ, still. the Spurs, are Kawhi, old. Kawhi okay. Leonard's not old. They're always too old. Kawhi, <laughs> they've been, always, they've been, they've always, been, they've too been too old since 08. <laughs> since, and they've still gone to like three finals and won one. They have, but still, I think we can take them. I do too. I mean. What what makes you so confident 
Because and we did it them. before. We did it before. We're undefeated not against a them this better year. team. Okay. The team we have now is better than the team we had then. And we did it then. So if we can just muster up that same confidence we had then with this team that we have now, we can do it. Okay. Again, long as they don't play the Spurs championship. <laughs> so so you think if we get the Spurs in the yes. first round, we yes. we're done. Yes. Done in four, done in seven, done in five, six. Let me let me see how the season goes on. You let really have that yes. little Ye of yes. little faith. What's yes. Going so on? And I, I'm standing and I'm standing regular on regular season games and how we've played in no, those I am. stats yeah, against you know, undefeated against them this year. I am. I and understand again, that. playoff spurs are different than regular season that, that, spurs. And that's my whole point. That, Completely different. Completely different. You're playing the same team three times a week. Given Popovich, there's only so many adjustments you can make. Popovich has been coaching for forever. And it becomes a, for me, it becomes a battle of, of coaches in the playoffs at times. And I think Popovich is that good of a coach to where he can figure something out to to piece so together. So you don't have that, that kind of faith in Jaeger? Not against Popovich, no. I mean, Popovich is sitting at 999 wins as of today. And five NBA Finals yes. wins? That guy is hilarious. Have he, you interviewed him? He has no. more wins. Than I'm, I'm afraid to interview Popovich. Popovich is <laughs> have you? hilarious. Yeah. Plenty of times. Oh. He is so funny. I he, I remember one pre but it's so it's it's hilarious. One pregame, um, I went over, of course I'm always late, but I had gone over, I interviewed Dave, well, Hollins at the time, and I ran over to try to get Popovich and they were kind of finishing up the pregame interviews. So I pulled my recorder out and I had it and he his his this is how he answers. You can ask him anything. Yeah. Uh huh. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so bland. So a writer's people, dream there, isn't but it? But it's so funny. It's it's hilarious. So, And he has this look on his face like he would rather be somewhere else than to be answering these questions. Right. So um, <laughs> he looks at everybody, and they're just kind of waiting. And then he looked at me like, and he throws his hands up like, <laughs> are you going to ask a question or what? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> fine. So he kind of walked away. But when the cameras were off and we hit stop, he kind of laughed. It's like he laughs at himself. It's like, I know this is the way I do it, and this is how I'm going to be. But when the cameras are off, he's like, yeah, funny. <laughs> so I, I love that guy. And I'm probably the only person, only person in Memphis who, pop who loves Popovich. I have to see his attitude. <laughs> I want to feel how he's going to act towards the media. Mm. I, I was, like, you know what? I, I was that go. way with Lionel Hollins. He used to, it would, it would be people everywhere in the media who he would just give it to. Like, you'd ask a question, it didn't matter who you were. He was going to give you, well, I answered that question in the pregame. If you if showed you up here. if if you showed up on time pregame, I wouldn't have to answer it again. Yeah. Is that your answer? Own. Yes. That's Wait, me. what? <laughs> but I have covered I've been to Lionel Pressures when nobody would go. Yeah. Because he would give it and he was so attitudinal and so defensive, there would literally be three of us and I could name them. Maybe five, a handful it would be the beat writers. So that would be Tillery, myself, um, uh, the columnist Jeff Calkins. Um, it'll be when Chris was over at um, the Flyer. It, it was five of us. No TV people would go. None because he would he would give it to the TV people more than anything. Yeah. The beat writers not so much, but the TV people and the radio people would definitely get the business. But 
there were like there would be five people in there and I never ask questions. I only ask if I have to ask a question. So I'm just Miss Quiet, taking it all in, <laughs> laughing. But, yeah, I remember Lionel would literally people just will boycott the presser. Yeah. He's coming back. He's so mean. <laughs> He's coming back. Do you think it, there's any added motivation to knock this Grizzlies franchise, not necessarily the team, not the players, but show the franchise, you know, hey, this is what you guys lost when you guys let me go? I don't think Lionel has you that think he, type you of You think angst. he's over it? I don't think he has that type of angst because he, in my opinion, I think that both parties could have handled it differently. Just like when we go back to what we said about Chris Paul and freedom of speech and um, publicly denouncing <laughs> your employer, Lionel did that on several occasions. <laughs> that he know? did. Oh, he did. That he did. So we know when we leave a job, if it's on our merit, or their merit, sometimes we go back and evaluate if there was anything I could have done differently. And I think both, I don't think Lionel's actions warranted a firing. You know, maybe mm. a mention of it. Yo, don't do that. <laughs> don't but, I mean, they, radio, talk about this. They, they probably do mentioned it to him. At least that's the way it's perceived. Like, hey, they mentioned it but to him. But perception is everything. It's yeah. Perception is not always reality, so we never actually know what happened behind those closed doors. It'll be interesting. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he is so much of, oh, I have to prove to them that I'm a good coach because he's proved to them. His record tells them what they lost. So, I mean, he had a good record, and he's doing a great job in Brooklyn. And he's they are some run-ins the- with the media <laughs> in Brooklyn. <laughs> and here. Brooklyn, by the way, currently the eighth seed in the in the East. Yeah, like twenty three and twenty seven, or twenty three and twenty nine record. By the way, twenty one and twenty eight. Twenty one and twenty eight. The East. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's had run in with the media up there, and you know, start the year he kind of took a shot at Memphis. Hey, you Stone know, Ages. Stone Ages. <laughs> it's a Stone Age. Can we just play along with it the night that they play? Um, I think they should have Yabba Dabba Do night. I really do. Give everybody clubs. That no, would be hilarious. just just when the Nets pull up into FedEx form, all the lights out. No lights as they walk. <laughs> no, no, no running water. No running water. No lights as they walk through. Walk through. I'm sure Grizz. You know they're very clever. So I'm pretty sure Grizz will have some stuff going on that yeah. will kind of play into that whole Stone Age thing. And he said that's not literally what he meant, and I believe him. I mean, how, I do, I do how too, else are we supposed to take that, that we're in the Stone guy. Age and the lights go out? But believe have, you been to, have you been to Lionel New York? Lionel has Don't given them. me the business, too, before. Yeah. I've gotten the business from Lionel in pregame before, so I I'm not taking up for the guy. Wasn't going to ask him any questions. Oh. Lionel wasn't going to get me. Lionel, uh, oh, it's good. I think I was set. I went to a – I've been to all of them, but the one time that I did ask a question in pregame, a pregame uh, interview – and if everybody wanted to ask this particular question, but they waited for me to do it because Don't you hate being that person. Somebody to business, but I had to ask. My editor told me it was when it was OJ's first game back in Memphis mm-hmm. when he was with the Mavericks after we traded him to okay. Dallas. So it was his first game back in FedEx Forum, and my editor told me, you know, you need to go to pregame. So out of at the time seven years, I had never done pregame. I'm like, oh, seriously? So I got to pregame and. I got a chance to talk to OJ before the game, so we got to Lionel. So everybody was just quiet with their recorders. 
So I'm like, ain't nobody going to ask this question? So I'm like, well, coach, you know, it's OJ's first game back here. (laughs) And um, tell me, you know, how do you feel about that? You know, they, Lionel is a good person to, you don't have to directly ask him a question. You can now Just throw, get away with throw it out there and this he'll is what answer. I think. Tell me what you think, or can mm-hmm. you um, talk about this? And he'll pick it up and tell you everything you want to hear. And that's the new form of questioning now, unfortunately, but it happens at times. So me, I asked the question and he gave me the business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, so we're coming up against the time here. Last question for you guys. Best case, worst case scenario. We'll start with you, Kelly, on the on where the Grizzlies end up this year. Best case, then you give me well, give me your worst case first and then best case. Um, best case. Mm-hmm. Best case first. Worst case first. Worst case. Um Worst case is we'll get San Antonio first round and we won't make it out. That's the worst case. Best case, we'll win it all. Why not? Yeah. Drew, worst case, best case. Worst case, um, I think worst case we lose in the second round of the playoffs. I still think even if we do play San Antonio, we will win. Um, so worst case, um, get knocked out in the second round. Uh, best case, win it all. Of course, you I mean you got to win the finals. I think this is the year. Uh, where Kelly took my worst case. Worst <laughs> case, you get matched up with the Spurs and. And a tough, grueling series, a couple of overtime games, you lose them, a couple of close games, you lose them, and you're done in the first round. Best case, NBA champions, man. NBA champions. Uh, Kelly, where can everybody find you at on social media? Okay, I am on everything except Vine. But I'm not on Vine either. I'm, I'm not. My daughter is, so she keeps me up with mm. the funny Vines. But you can find me at on Twitter at Kelly Southern Girl. Let me spell it for you because Southern Girl has no vowels. So it's at K-E-L-L-E-Y-S-T-H-R-N-G-R-L, at Kelly Southern Girl. And I am on Facebook, and I am at Kells Love Sports. And um, Instagram is the same as Twitter. So Okay, and where can they find your stuff? You can find it at www. ReportingSports.com or TSDMemphis.com. That's the Tri-State Defenders website, TSDMemphis.com. Drew, what about you, my man? You can find me on Twitter at DBarrett36 or on Instagram at DBarrett1236. Yeah. I always say that with a question. I say that with a question mark (laughs) every time. No, I know. It's just I've had uh, two Instagram accounts. One was D Barrett three six one two. What happened? They put you off Instagram, didn't they? My something with my phone signed me out, and I couldn't remember the password, oh, okay. so I had to create a whole new I one. They put you off. No, <laughs> I didn't get kicked off of Instagram. I mean Twitter. Twitter. I mean no, I didn't get put in Twitter jail either. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's my son. Nah, I see that. I, you and Drew have a special relationship, a special That's connection. My son. I could have carried him myself. She could have. Thirty-eight year old. Uh, Drew, the the you told people they'd have more information for oh, the five K. Five K. Yes, the okay. uh, do it for Ben five K that I told y'all about in the last podcast. I now have more information. Uh, like I said, uh, it is support supported by and to benefit Fade Academy Athletic Booster Club. Uh, Fade Academy is located at fifteen. 
1090 Highway 64, Somerville, Tennessee. Um, that is where the 5K both starts and ends. The 5K is Saturday, March 21st, 2015. Of course, uh, registration is from 7.30 to 8.30, and the race will begin promptly around 9 o'clock. To register, you can go to website doitforben.com. Uh, you can wedge, register right there online, or you can contact... Um, Ben's uh, aunt, uh, Mary Jo, sides at 901-606-8929 or email her at doitforben at aol.com. This is going to be a great event. This is the third annual uh, event. I will hopefully be there, expecting as long as I'm not uh, at Sports 56 or WMR having to work. But uh, it's a great event, great for runners. Uh, come out to Fayette County if you've never been there. It's a beautiful, beautiful county, my home county. So get your racing shoes on and go register. All right. And any questions you have for Drew, relationship-wise, Valentine's Day is around the corner, Kelly. It is. And I hate we didn't get your take on Valentine's oh. Day. She hit me with the deepest of deep eye rolls when I brought that up. But <laughs> uh, it's right around the corner. Drew is a regular Casanova. Oh. Self-proclaimed Casanova. Okay. Reg- uh, relationship king. <laughs> Okay, okay. So email the show, man. Email the show and get some hit Drew mm-hmm. up with some romantic questions. Or email the show if you have any questions about or comments about any other other podcasts uh, or I the have this Grizzlies tons podcast. Of questions for Drew, but you, you can't better. answer them because you got to email. No, she's too old. She's too old. I'm smart. Kelly, I'm smarter than I. That space age pimping. I'm smarter than I look. I know. You don't know nothing about the space age pimping. No, that's something you don't know about. All right, I probably don't. But hey, another reason to email the show. I kind of just I was thinking about this today. You know, uh, a couple of my friends, they've been getting new tattoos. Shout out Dylan Paul and Michael Butcher. Both got a tattoo on their forearm. Uh, I was thinking about getting another one because my first one is stupid. Have you seen it? I it saw is. it, but I don't know. It is. Yes. For those of you who don't know, now we, we might take a picture of this and just yes. make it our, our logo or something like that. <laughs> it, it Drew had Drew went down to Gulf Shores, Alabama in 2013. And the only way I know that is because that's what his tattoo says. <laughs> it is on his bicep, and it just says Gulf Shores, Alabama, 2013. Yes. And because he's underage, I won't ask him what went into his thinking when he got that tattoo. I'm just really uh, persuadable. Okay. Uh, that Dylan Paul that I just shouted yeah. out uh, for his new tattoo. Is that number two? He it, this is that was his third tattoo. This is his first one. It's a matching tattoo that he talked me into. So wait. I made I made yes. They're matching tattoos. All right. So if you have questions about anything you just heard from that story that Drew said, please email the show. It's at playing her podcast at Gmail. Yes. But and the main thing that I wanted that I even brought this up is I'm kind of looking for new ideas. So if you got an idea for a tattoo you think look cool on me or just by the way you've listened to me, you know my personality by now, you know, shoot me some ideas. I'm still thinking about it. Kelly, do you have any I ideas? I just took a picture of this tattoo. So. Look, at, look at the type of child you're raising, Kelly. Oh, my son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, the show. So that's how you can email the show. We're also on Snapchat now. Ooh. We're, To my knowledge, we're the only podcast in the country on Snapchat. I don't know. Somebody else verify that. But we're, we're on we're Snapchat. We're the only one. Fancy. Uh, if we're not the only one, we're the best one. We're, we are the best one, if not the fancy. only. Fancy. Yeah, we're real fancy over here, Kelly. You don't know nothing about that. But yeah, you can check <laughs> us out. Playing Hurt on Snapchat. You can find me at Conrad. 
at Conradicalness on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'd like to thank Kelly for coming in. Yes, thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. We're gonna have to have to bring you back because yes. now you now you're a friend of the show. Cool. Now you are a friend of the show, and so you can come back whenever. Just you know, say hey, I want to come back. Oh, you know, we'll probably hit you up. Like hey, we want you to come back. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Lots of fun. Uh, thanks for listening to this edition of Playing Her Podcast. Have a wonderful and blessed day.